0: What's up, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam, and welcome to another edition of New Normal Wrestling, introducing your hosts... First, we are graced by the presence of Podcast Royalty. Roll out the red carpet and tip the crown to the podcast king himself, Brother Wade Ilson. Next, the Doctor of Desire is in, filling your prescription for your dose of K Fabe consumption. You can't brother out without the good brother himself. Let's give it up for Dr. K Fabe Phil.
1: Yeah. What is going on out there to all my friends, family, and fans out in the 4th Wall Pop Network? It is me, the one and only k Fade Phil, P-H-D. That's right, I know it's been quite a while, but COVID and vacation are finally behind me. And ladies and gents, uh, I am back. I am sitting here in the driver's seat. I am flying solo this week. Um, return the favor to the one and only Brother Wade Ilson for everything that he had been doing for me for the past few weeks, holding it down with Mr. Johnny Bones himself. So, Brother Wade decided to give himself and his voice box a little rest, so as I said, this will be a solo week for me, and it is a busy one looking back on the docket. So, guys, I uh, I'm going to try to Keep it short. Keep it good. Um, i got about three or four different topics to talk about. Because, um, for better or worse, this past week in the wrestling world has been one that um, has done a lot more straying off of our booking and storyline situations, coming a lot more into real life. And I am talking about three things in particular. First off, going backwards, going to the earliest... We had the Jeff Hardy situation, so um, coming back to that, uh, AEW announcing ahead of this week's Dynamite Recording uh, episode that uh, Jeff Hardy did unfortunately um, have himself another relapse in his uh, alcohol situation um, and uh, being arrested for a, a DUI. And ultimately having himself and his brother, Matt Hardy, scrapped from the uh, AEW Dynamite Triple Threat Tag Team Championship Ladder Match. Um, Now, having them rebooked and and taken out and and dropping it down to the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express, that's one thing. Um, But honestly, just wanted to talk really quick, again, to Jeff Hardy's personal situation. Um, for all of you out there who are avid wrestling fans, we do know that this is not the first time this has happened, nor is the second, um, or the third. Um, Jeff Hardy's, uh, past issues with drugs and alcohol are very well documented. And unfortunately, um, this relapse, uh, is another bump in the road for him. Um, however, uh, looking at the way that the situation is being managed and, and, handled. Um, The people at AEW, in my view, are properly managing and and taking care of uh, helping him through this tough time. Um, Taking him off the card entirely, um, putting him, you know, first and foremost uh, to make sure that there are, you know, conditions to him returning to the ring, um, but above all that, They are that he can get the help, the proper help that he needs to make sure that um, he gets back on the right side of things and gets back on top. And this is another one that I'm sure hits home for a lot of us. Um, Addiction is one of the biggest epidemics in, in the United States, whether it's drugs, alcohol, um, it doesn't matter. Uh, it can impact you in multiple different ways and whether you are the person directly facing that addiction or you are a friend or a loved one who is experiencing and seeing things firsthand and having to um, help um, help a loved one manage through this, um, it, is a, it is a huge physical Emotional and mental toll to be taken and um, The last thing we should ever be doing is uh, Judging and I know no matter no matter how many times this has happened before with him um, I know for me personally the first thing I did was take that step back refrain from any judgment and just say a little prayer and hope that Jeff Hardy and AEW that they are going through the proper steps uh, to make sure that he gets well, gets well soon, and gets himself um, back in back in the ring uh, as a celebration of everything that he does well and does right. With that being said, uh, let's move on to a quick recap of AEW Dynamite and try to get a feel for what's going going on uh, heading into Forbidden Door, which I think. Judging by the way things are starting to develop, and hopefully, what the card turns into in the next uh, week and a half or so um, becomes a top card for this 2022 um, calendar year. Um, one of the biggest developments that I saw coming out of AEW Dynamite, not going to go into as much detail as I normally would with Brother Wade, but um, do want to touch on the fact that we have some major heel developments coming off of AEW Dynamite. First and foremost, Uh, coming out of the hair versus hair match between uh, Mr. Chris Jericho and Ortiz, the fact that Fuego Del Sol inserting him himself into the match with said baseball bat um, was a huge surprise and uh, something that a lot of us didn't see coming. And then, sure enough, the double swerve hit us as that mask came off. true luchador never uh, removes his mask. So we immediately knew something was up, only to see Sammy Guevara underneath and getting himself back on the right side and in the best graces of Mr. Chris Jericho, seeing himself and Ty Conti uh, joining the Jericho Appreciation Society. Let's just keep keep adding parties there. Um, I think Jericho Appreciation Society is developing itself into a top heel stable. And you know what, guys? Gives us a lot to look forward to for blood and guts in a couple weeks because Ortiz is a man of his word. That ring might have been empty, but just him and Eddie Kingston. But he took those scissors to those locks, shaved himself nice and clean on top, just proving the point that um, this isn't about the hair. This is about the um, about the emotions and about the rivalry that has truly developed uh, coming out of this. Um, last couple weeks especially coming off of double or nothing um, and the other good thing about it, it was good to see that a, what's a traditionally gimmicky match like a hair versus hair that they brought a aew um, brought a, a lot of um, what's where I'm looking here levity to this match and just showing that yeah it's just a couple locks of hair they'll grow back. We got more to look forward to, uh, like I said, when we get blood and guts in, in a few weeks, and um, it'll be a good one. And uh, secondly, seeing what Christian Cage did, um, something that has been building and finally came to a head and crescendoed uh, very, very sadly, but uh, very properly. Um, after the Hardys were removed from the triple threat match and made it back to a traditional two-on-two two of Jurassic Express and the uh, Young Bucks. A great match, by the way. Uh, 15 minutes, I felt like, wasn't enough to properly develop a ladder match uh, of, of that quality with some high flyers like Jungle Boy and, obviously, both Matt and Nick Jackson. Um, Luchasaurus also holding his own uh, as the heavy, uh, especially at the end when he was just a fingertip away from grabbing the belts and we got a uh, a super table party from the Young Bucks pushing them through a four stack of tables um, Young Bucks getting their own uh, and getting themselves the AEW titles back in their control but I think what the biggest development was and the biggest surprise uh, was to see Christian Cage finally be fed up with Jungle Boy and um Putting him into a uh, kill switch and just leaving him completely laid out and embarrassing him. Um, Just talking trash to him after hitting the kill switch, throwing his jacket down on him and just walking off. Um, It'll be interesting to see which direction we have Christian Cage go. Uh, Does he get in the ring with Jungle Boy and uh, build this feud up and give Jungle Boy a... Um, possibly a good jumping-off point and, and see where the singles singles run goes. Is, is this a prelude to that? Um, do we see Christian Cage uh, saddle up beside somebody and continue in this developing managerial role that he's kind of uh, taken very well to and see if he decides to uh, find somebody to keep doling out the punishment that he started this past week on Dynamite? Um, and then once again, with that... Uh, Guys, looking ahead to Forbidden Door, uh, having Will Ospreay and United Empire in the mix. Uh, Great development to see. And then, obviously, AEW confirming that um, we will have uh, Moxley and Tanahashi wrestling for the AEW World Title on June 26th. Guys, this is coming up faster than you realize, so um, buckle in, settle down, and uh, get ready for for the The ride that is what's going to be Forbidden Door. um, Once again, something really good to look forward to. So, with that, now that we have AEW out of the way. Guys, moving on to WWE now. Going back to the flagship. Uh, No easy way to say this. Ladies and gentlemen, Sasha Banks is released. Um, No firm confirmations about... Which uh, end this came from, um, if this was requested by Sasha specifically, or if this was a move uh, by WWE. Um, But I think one of the main things that we need to talk about here, uh, first and foremost, is with the ongoing saga that has been Sasha and Naomi, the women's tag titles, um, it just feels right and natural to me. Uh, for this to have happened. It just seemed like a imminent uh, matter of when and not if this was going to happen and there's been a quite the cloud hanging over not just WWE, but I think over the women women's side of professional wrestling uh, with everything that's been going on and all the stories and all the finger-pointing um there's only been one person to break it, which was uh, Raj Giri from, from Wrestling Inc. And um, the, I think the most important thing to, to think about here, though, is, you know, as somebody who, who has himself entrenched in the wrestling industry, um, you know, to trust your source, just because he's the only one to discuss it right now and there isn't a secondary confirmation, something being unannounced doesn't mean that's incorrect. Um, there has been a lot of heat, apparently, coming from within the confines of the internet wrestling community, going all the way up to death threats being to issued to him, um, and guys, it's just, uh, it's not right, not fair, it's not healthy to do anything like that. You know, this is supposed to be something that we should be, as a, as Mr. Bones always says, as a community, we should always be coming together and celebrating and supporting hoarding and not doing things like trolling, trolling the message boards and sending random DM death threats to a reporter in the industry because he broke a story that you didn't like to hear about. So now that I'm off my soapbox, um, let's keep, let's keep moving on with this um like i said this just felt like to me something that was going to come sooner rather than later and quite frankly and quite honestly i think it's the right move for both parties um it gives wwe the opportunity to put what has been a black eye on the uh women's division get that behind them and and get them the chance to move on and properly figure out what to do not just with the women's tag team championships but with the division as a whole, um, and also uh, Naomi being, um, you know, part of part of this uh, situation that's been going on, gives her a chance to refresh, reset, and um, hopefully just pick up and, and move forward from it. Um, also, most importantly, I think for Sasha, um, you know, it's been well documented um, the mental. An emotional toll that the industry had taken on her uh, a few years back, um, you know, for her taking a break to even outright consider leaving the wrestling industry as a whole. Um, again, this gives her the opportunity, same thing, to move forward. At only 30 years old, we know that, and already at the top of her game and the top of the game, um, it gives her a great opportunity to springboard and wherever she lands or whatever she does just know that she's going to be 100% behind it and we as fans will be 100% behind her and uh, that brings us to the next question in all of this and really guys what's next and my gut nothing more than a hunch is to say that I think Sasha Banks She's already had herself uh, immersed in the pop culture side of, of uh, the entertainment industry. You know, she's, she's moved herself well beyond professional wrestling. You know, she's gone into acting. She's had feature roles on major shows, on, on The Mandalorian in particular, sticking out in my mind. Um, for all you sports fans out there, uh, don't forget that when we had the college football national championship game... She was the one who was in the introduction video. So she's well-versed in, um, like I said, the entertainment side of the industry and um, being a face for pop culture. So she doesn't need to go back to wrestling right away. She doesn't need a non-compete. She doesn't, you know, she she has um, doesn't have to sit and wait and figure out what Promotion is the next one for her because it doesn't have to be a promotion. If she does, whoever gets her is going to be not only lucky, but they're going to be in the driver's seat. I think in the in the women's side of professional wrestling, she'll be a huge get. Whether it's AEW, whether it's Impact, um, even maybe trying to go into um, you know into Jeannie Bus's. All-women's uh, all women's, all women's um, uh, organization. Let's see. But um, there will be a lot of eyes uh, on the next couple moves. And, and like I said, especially for Sasha Banks, for her, I don't think there is no wrong move next. And for WWE, I know there's going to be a lot of flack in the short term coming on them for the way that they handled all of this. Some for Sasha also. It just, you know, it depends on the fact that there are always three sides to a story. There's your side, there's my side, and there's the truth lying in between. So, take a little from each side, figure out for yourselves where everything really shook out, and, um, like I said, uh, best of luck to Sasha. She's not gonna need it, but, um, wherever she goes, everyone, everyone will end up, I think, happy, and more importantly, for the better from it. Um... Also, want to just touch on very quickly uh, something that something that's also broken over the last couple days, and that is the um, situation with Vince McMahon and the story coming out from the Wall Street Journal um, indicating that uh, the the board of directors of WWE are looking into some uh, non-disclosure agreement payments that he made to a former WWE employee, um, uh, basically as hush money for a um, relationship that the two of them shared. Now, for me, this is more of a legal and a personal issue than it is an impact on any storyline or any booking that WWE will have in the near-medium future. Um, Obviously... Um, reading the story, trying to get some of the details, what's alleged out there is that this is a former paralegal uh, who worked for WWE. Um, I think some very important things to point out is coming from the article that this alleged relationship was consensual um, and that Vince McMahon supposedly has paid for this NDA out of his own personal money and not um, repurposing any. Uh, WWE funds, so from a a legal perspective, um, you know, those sorts of things that we kind of see sometimes with with stories like this don't necessarily immediately pop out um, and and jump out at you. Um, What did kind of raise a red flag also, a report that came out uh, this week following that um, on the legal side, was the fact that... uh, over before, in the hours before the story having been released that over two million shares of WWE stock were sold off uh, before the news was breaking. Now, obviously, uh, there's a lot of movement going on in the course of a day in the New York Stock Exchange and the stock market. So who is behind that is still to be determined. Um, It was also announced from some of the, the big investment firms and banks that they thought WWE was a underpriced stock and had released some some target share uh, uh, share prices to to shoot for. Um, so and again with it being two million shares, uh, it sounds like a lot at first, but again with all the normal stuff that goes on in the day to day operations of the stock market, um, this could just be a, you know a little blip in some otherwise normal activity. So again. Um, possible legal implications yes but um, I think this story as a whole I think there's a, a lot more going on behind the scenes than just what we've read from this article so this is a for me personally this is a wait and see um, and uh, like I said this is more of a you know obviously it falls in this in, in the umbrella of the professional wrestling industry but is more of a personal and legal uh, side of it than it is a true booking or storyline impact. Now we know Vince always has a lot to say in what goes on, but he's got plenty of capable people uh, in the background to to handle the day to day operations uh, of WWE and um, you know people such as uh, Nick Khan, um, you know more than capable hands. I know we tend to give WWE sometimes a, a lot of crap and well-deserved for their storylines and booking. But, um, you know, it's like I said, let's let's wait and see and, and see what uh, bears out from this. So once again, guys, let's uh, take the last few minutes to wind down. I want to talk about what's looking ahead to WWE SmackDown um, for Friday night because we have what I think is a great match to look forward to. Hopefully it gets, uh, it's given the uh, proper uh, time and space to breathe and and be what we think it should be. And that is Matt Riddle uh, standing up and um, throwing his hat in the ring up against Roman Reigns with the stipulation that this will be potentially Riddle's only shot at the WWE Championship against Roman Reigns. If he loses this match on Friday, then Mr. Paul Heyman has said he does not get another shot at the Unified Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. So there is a lot hanging over Matt Riddle going into this match, Um, standing up for his best friend, Mr. Randy Orton, but uh, also I think this is a great showcase for him for us to see uh, as a top-tier guy what he's capable of, and um, you guys know that I have always been a huge fan of Matt Riddle since I've seen him start down in NXT, and he is, I think, more than capable um, of being a phenomenal single star. And this might have to be a necessity for him. There are a lot of reports saying that Randy Orton has been having some major back issues. And it is possible that um, he may need you know, a procedure that will keep him out of commission until at least the end of 2022. So we are looking possibly at uh, at least the next six months of... Matt Riddle having to be on his own as a single superstar. So, like I said, wow. this match um, hopefully will live up to the hype. And uh, I think he can, and I think it will. Um, Roman Reigns is, to me, the best the best wrestler in, in professional wrestling right now. And, and Riddle, um, whether it was his time with the U.S. title or you know, what he's been doing with with Randy Orton in RK-Bro, he has definitely taken a huge step in the last 12 months or so, um, 12 to 15 months, and, and really elevated his game and made himself a, uh, a top guy in WWE. Um, so, like I said, guys, I want to try to keep it, uh, keep it quick hit on some heavy stories and, and really focus on those for what's been going on. So once again I'm making this five paragraph essay style. Uh, Jeff Hardy wishing him wishing him the best and hoping that AEW handles his, his situation properly with what's going on right now. Uh, Dynamite and The Forbidden Door, we have a lot to look forward to over the next two weeks. And I think not trying to bury the lead, guys. Um, once again, wait and see of what's going on with Vince McMahon and these shares of WWE stock getting moved around. Um, don't bury the lead. Sasha Banks being released. Probably from a industry, a true wrestling story. Probably the biggest news of the week. And um, like I said, the... Uh, the right way to have ended it and hopefully, knock on wood, Sasha decides to keep going with the professional wrestling industry. Um, but if this is really the, the breaking point for her, once again, she's already proven it and she will continue to prove it, that she can and probably will be a uh, future um, entertainment superstar uh, for pop culture. So with that being said... Ladies and gentlemen, it is good to be back. I thank you graciously for your time and attention. I am your boy, Dr. Fave Phil, PhD. This, as always, is New Normal Wrestling. And we are a proud family member of the 4th Wall Pop Network. So, continue to subscribe. Let me know on the socials how Brother Wade and I are doing. And if we're up to your liking, let us know. If there's something that we can do better, please drop it in the suggestion box. And as always, make sure to make it pop and to always make pop life. So with that being said, I am punching out. And until next week, we will be properly united, Brother Wade and I, and we will give you guys another amazing dose of your kayfabe consumption so until then i love you and i'll see you next week Mwah.
0: If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to New Normal Wrestling found exclusively right here on the 4th Wall Pop Network. Go check out the many ways you can support the network by visiting our link tree, Found in the description of this episode. Give NNW a follow on Instagram at New Normal Wrestling and on Twitter at Wrestling Normal. Be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. We are New Normal Wrestling and we bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night. And we'll see you when we're looking at you. Bang!